What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I am your host, Mojo Mutati. Michael Babcock is out today, but replacing him, we got the man, the myth, the legend, the former, not one, but two-time welterweight world champion, Showtime Sean Porter is kicking off the show with us today. John, how are we feeling today, sir? Man, I'm great. I don't have that energy anymore because of this weekend, man. You know what went down on Saturday night. I left it all in the, in the arena. Oh, yeah. We finally had the long-awaited battle between Crawford at Spence and T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. And like you just said, you were there in person, in the flesh, in that atmosphere. How was the fight? How was the crowd? How was your night? When I got there, I got there early. I was doing work for uh, for uh, GQ Sports. And so I got there early, and the arena really down on the floor. I mean, up in the the it was it was filled. The arena was filled, but on the floor, I'm like, where the celebs at? You know what I mean? Before these two got in the ring, I mean, I'm seeing everybody from Dane Lillard, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Irvin was going crazy all night. Uh, I ran into a whole bunch of a whole bunch of cats, man, and everybody was just super super excited. To, like you just say, finally see this thing go down the way that it did. Eminem work, walks out, uh, 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 Terrence, and I mean, it just was electric from there. I'm not sure who, who Arrow had, and he he had a cool interest, but you know, when Eminem walks you out, it just it went to another level and it didn't come down. Well, of course, Eminem getting our guy hyped up, Crawford with the ninth round TKO, just a dominating performance. Uh, you had, you were tweeting, you were there and you were on your phone and you were live tweeting the fight. I want to read one tweet that you put out, uh, here to chat about, um, you said, throw in the towel, think about whether or not you even want the rematch, but it's time to be humble. I, I mean, you were talking about throwing in the towel. That fight got really nasty. I mean, shout outs for Spence for, for hanging tough, but yeah, tell us what you yeah. were thinking with that. Well, and the and the reason I, I I tried to spell it out, but people have to understand that we have a life after boxing. Our life has we have a life right after that that fight, you know. And for Spence to go through it for nine rounds, I think that tweet I tweeted right around round seven, and I basically was saying I know his camp and I know him. A lot of pride, a lot of heart, but you have to understand that you're not going to win this fight. If there was an adjustment you were able to find, you would have found it sooner. You're you're battered up, and let's let's leave this night where it is, and move forward, and, and be and become stronger from this night. And I just thought that if it had continued, that it might um, take away uh, some of the things he may be able to do in and out of the ring, uh, because as the saying goes, you never leave the ring the same way you went in, and it truly is. A, uh, a a a the case unless of course you are Terrence Bud Crawford who had amazing defense and an amazing offensive uh, showing on fight night and you don't get hit you know so we've heard Spence say that he wants to go in and get the rematch he wants to move it up a weight class how do you feel about that you think this rematch happens and if so any advice for the fighters for this uh, the second time around yeah I think well number one I speak from a fighter and a business perspective he has to say. 
I, I want to move up and I want to have this rematch. If he does not say that, then he hasn't an, actually initiated that or activated that rematch clause. So he has to say that, yes, he's going to go home. He's going to talk to the team. They're going to really analyze this and figure it out. I'm an advocate for the rematch. I believe wholeheartedly in, in uh, Errol Smith Jr. I said from day one until the fight happened, this is a 50-50 fight. I said, look at me after the third round. I may be able to tell you who's going to win this fight. I would have been able to tell you after the third round. Based on that first round, 50-50. It changed after that. But the point of the point of all that is Errol Smith has the ability to make adjustments. He has the ability to come in stronger, especially at 154. And mentally, he's so strong that I think that this is now just a wrinkle on his career. And I think he wants to fix that wrinkle. Absolutely. Well, shoot, Terrence Crawford with the uh, the big knockout power. I'm going to switch gears here for a second. It's talking about something else that's got some major knockout power, and I'm dressed to uh, to talk about this. this yeah. You just put out a new suit line, yeah. right? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Let me let me oh, real quick. Here we I go. Just, We're going on tour. I love just, it. Just, just, I mean, we. we I, I, this is so. This is all my stuff. I'm not selling this right here, but this is what I do. You know, uh, everything is custom made. Uh, I got I got scriptures on on my stuff, and I just want to. We, we the name of the business is Sean Porter Suits and Services. We come to you. Yes, we have the suit lining. We have all of the we we have all of the fabrics to make the shirts. The list goes on. That's what that's what we do. The service side of that is we come to you. We show you all of the possibilities that are out there, and we create something. We fit you to fit you. You don't have to wear a suit as flamboyant or as as eye-catching or as loud as some of the stuff that I wear. But I will find something, we will find something, and we will help you design what you want so that it's something that fits you. We fit you to fit you. Well, we already got plenty of happy customers. I think one we got to talk about here, it's the most recent post on uh, your Instagram, Michael Irvin talking about the guts of your suit, how the guts Man. of the suit is just something absolutely special, a competitive advantage in the game. Yeah, Tell man. the people what exactly he meant by that. Listen, uh, real quick, I got picked up with GQ Sports to do some posting throughout the night. And uh, I wasn't exactly looking for Michael Irvin, but I will say this, and I told him this. He is an inspiration for the way that I dress. So being able to see him was big for me. Being able to get him on my social media talking about suits in general. But then he chose to talk about me and how I dress. And it just, it was really, really big for me because he has, uh, the NFL, like football is my thing. And he has been a source of my inspiration for commentary as well as dressing. And so it was big for me to get him on. And what basically what he was saying, the guts of the suit. Basically, you got to have guts to pull it out. <laughs> well, I absolutely love it. Showtime. I know you're crazy busy. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today on TMZ Sports. You know we're going to be calling again to get you back on the show, my friend. Yes, sir. Good to see you, Mojo. <laughs> and Dustin Poirier, with all the skills and those victories, is a bona fide star. KG fans being heard from now. About a minute gone by round two. Oh! Fellas, that was a 
savage second round head kick knockout between Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier main event for the BMF title at UFC 291 in Salt Lake City. Guys, I was there at that fight. Oh my goodness, what a knockout. Uh, maybe the loudest crowd reaction of the night, maybe after Derek Lewis's big knee, but a fight with serious implications, and my goodness, what a kick. Lucas, your reactions on the fight. Man, it did not disappoint, but it was almost like a bummer the way it ended because I wanted to see these guys go all five rounds just duking it out, being a bloody mess. But, you know, I, we were all shocked to see this happen the way it did. Poirier just going down like that because I think after the first round, he might have had the upper hand there. But um, shout out to both of these guys for being so respectful towards each other, giving each other their props. And, um, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, crazy you said that, Lucas, because it's right on the money. I actually got to have brunch with Dustin Poirier uh, the next morning, uh, Sunday, yesterday, after the, the big knockout. And he said that was something that came out of the blue. Obviously, the kick being disguised right behind that punch wasn't in the game plan whatsoever. Gaethje's comments afterwards said he didn't even intend on throwing a kick like that. It just happened. He saw the opening, and that was that. But talking with Dustin, I mean, he fully expected this one to go the five rounds. I, I mean, that's what he trained for. He was well-conditioned for and for it to be stopped uh, just in the second. Definitely a tough night for him, but, man, he was just such a humble guy in fantastic spirits. A true warrior, obviously, you don't accomplish as much as he have without that attitude. But, uh, my goodness, that was the first time he's been knocked out in seven years. So, a tough night. But, obviously, we know Diamond Dustin will be back. But, Ed, that wasn't the only big fight of the night. Gaethje already with some big words what happened of course everything with ufc ultimately always comes back to conor mcgregor and conor mcgregor always has to be the center of attention when it comes to the ufc uh during this fight conor tweeted out some things and it sounds like a challenge to justin it says one of the tweets were justin i'll slap you around another one said i'm the real bmf he can fight for pennies if he wants but i want spirits i call the shots i'm in it to launch shots expletive chandler you want it call for it uh during obviously at some point during the fight or after the fight or uh, uh some some point justin got a hold of these comments and got a, uh, a listen to them and he actually had a response here it is check it out connor said chandler if you want it ask for it he's the real bmf do you have a response to him i think he's turned me down six times so and usually you have to lose to fight him so i don't know what's going on i'm not gonna find fight someone on steroids i've never taken steroids in my life never will well maybe when i retire i might but <laughs> I've never taken steroids, and I don't want to fight someone that is cheating. So, and I probably shouldn't even say that if I want to fight, but it's the truth. You know, this is kind of like the history with, you know, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford, you know, the fight that we were talking about earlier in the show. It comes down to whether Conor actually deserves this fight at this point, because when you think about it, look at what he's coming off of. He couldn't handle Dustin Poirier twice, and Justin Gaethje just beat him. So I don't know what Connor's doing here. Maybe he was having a bit too much proper 12, but when all things are considered, I don't think Connor should even consider this fight. Just so you guys know, Justin is, is not lying about that six or seven times that he's called him out before. We, he, we've actually spoken to him about Connor plenty of times in the past. Listen to this. He, he's, he's really, really being serious when he says Connor will not fight him. Check this out. I want, you don't know, no, I would be foolish to say I want him to go away. I, I want to fight him. If I want to fight him. You know, I want to fight him in Ireland. I'm going to stand and knock him out. You know, I see him punch an old man. Do I want to punch him for that? Yeah, I want to.
that dude up for like I wrote him I wrote him a message like seven months ago just trying to be his friend. I tried every route. Message. I'm trying reverse psychology, I'm trying to be his friend. <laughs> I'm trying every route that there is to draw this man out. I, I truly believe that he is um scared to fight the fight that he has to fight against me. Punch me in the face. Let's go. Could be the my goodness, that was some serious trash talk too. Gaethje's comments usually gotta you gotta lose to fight Connor. I mean, my goodness, that fight buildup would be very exciting. And yeah, if I'm Gaethje and I called you out six times over the years and you no sold me every single time, and now you're coming out of the woodwork. Now that I got the BMF title and now that I'm next in line for a title shot, I mean, this now opens up a serious conversation of what Gaethje's going to do next. I mean, likely next in line for the title shot. So there's that. I mean, a big one. It's something you can't really ignore, right? Unless you got a Conor McGregor fight on the table that could potentially pay you way more money than winning the title, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, sometimes, and I don't know if it's still the case. I mean, fighting Conor McGregor was bigger than going for a title. It was that marquee headline fight with more pay-per-view buys than you could have possibly hoped for. So now it's a really interesting situation for Gaethje. Very curious to uh, see where he goes with it. But again, man, that trash talk building up between those two would be pretty solid. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Guys, that was Bronny James looking very alert, very attentive, less than a week after the big cardiac arrest scare, uh, which was, of course, terrifying. Lucas, you got the scoop here. Yeah, this was an amazing post uh, by LeBron James on Saturday morning, and everyone looks to be so happy. LeBron actually uh, posted a caption with it saying, you know, Grand Rising, God is great. Bronny, you are amazing. Simple as that. Keep going, young king. We're here right with you every step of the way. You had people like uh, Damar Hamlin and Kevin Hart all commenting underneath the post. Just everyone sending their awesome, positive vibes. And this is such a great look for someone who went through something so serious just Monday. I mean, that is such an amazing turnaround. 
Yeah, and if you needed further proof that Bronny is still doing okay and has made an incredible recovery from that heart scare, uh, he was actually out at Giorgio Baldi with his whole family, LeBron, Savannah, and the rest of the kids, uh, on, in Santa Monica on Friday night. Uh, you could see those pictures on TMZSports.com. But basically in them, he's smiling, he's happy, LeBron's happy. And again, Giorgio Baldi, if you're unfamiliar, is a super famous hot spot in Santa Monica. And this is where all the paps go to, to photograph celebs at dinner. So LeBron and his family obviously knew this was a way to get Bronny in front of cameras and show that Bronny is okay. So again, it, it was four or five days after this. He's already out at a super famous restaurant eating. He's playing the piano. He's back. He looks like to be almost near 100% already, which is incredible, again, given how scary Monday was. I would still caution, take your time. There is a big difference between going out to dinner or playing the piano than being on the court and doing what you do at that high level of intensity and just athletic demand. A huge difference here. So I'm, I'm glad that he's taking it very slow, as he should. Uh, let's not get too excited here because we certainly don't want a, a setback uh, for something of this magnitude this early into his collegiate career. Guys, we're talking about Randy Moss here, who's been working hard and getting down and dirty, just not on a football field, but actually at a drive through restaurant at Chickaboo Palace. Give us the scoop. Yeah, so Randy Moss uh, is a partner in Chickaboom. Uh, it's basically a restaurant, kind of like a Popeyes or, or a chicken-based company, any sort of the KFCs, all that kind of deal. But he's he partnered with this back in the pandemic. Uh, he saw an ad for it, thought it was really cool, flew out to Philadelphia, tried the food, and said, I want to invest in this. Well, now fast forward to this weekend, he just opened up one of its first locations, a drive-through location. Uh, and he had a big ribbon-cutting ceremony, super happy. And in fact, he was so pleased with it all, he actually threw on an apron and worked a shift there. Uh, he was handing out donuts. Nuts, handing out chicken, autographed a few things. And you know what? We talked to him about it, and he said he's super stoked about this, and he actually has plans to uh, move further locations into his hometown near West Virginia and all this. So this is a big, big deal for him. So anyways, we talked to him. Here it is. He loves it. It's a Black-owned business that, uh, that I was introduced to just trying to find something to do or something to invest in coming out of the, the COVID pandemic. And uh, I think it was just a match made uh between me uh Brittany Kurt and this chicken sandwich so uh we're here today for the grand opening um and launching um you know me as the as half of the face of this company I'm just happy to be uh an entrepreneur business owner uh in Chickaboom fried chicken and uh I, the, the number one thing I just can't wait to bring it back home to my people in West Virginia and my wife just wanted me to Randy just go do something that you're passionate about so Chicken. I love chicken. So that's what I'm passionate about as of right now between the chicken, my family and fishing. Hey, man, something got to give. That's what I like about these uh, business deals that a lot of the professional athletes are getting into in retirement is they pick something that they're really passionate about and then they go with it. And then that makes it even more profitable for them. They get something to do and, you know, they love it every step of the way. So shout out to Randy for actually being hands on with the experience and, and serving the chicken, which, by the way, makes me even hungry after lunch. Uh, it looks amazing. So uh, we're going to have to check it out sometime. But shout out to Randy for uh, doing something he loves. I mean, this is great for just a couple of different reasons here. I mean, one, anytime you can go out and make a financial investment and, and make money off of your money, 
huge. That's what you got to be doing when you're a retired player and you don't have that income coming in anymore. You use your old income to make you some new income. And this is a perfect example of it. But this is good for another reason, too. And that is just sheer boredom. Retired players get so bored. They spent decades perfecting their craft, improving their craft. And they spent just hours every single day, 52 weeks a year. Even when there is an off-season in your sport, there's still no off-season as an athlete. So when all of that's taken away from you and you have all the time in the world, man, it sounds like it would be nice. But so many players get bored so quickly. So if you can find something that you love, that you're passionate about, that's going to keep you busy, something you can really apply your mind to, I mean, this is it. Um, so shout out to Randy Moss for, for finding something that he loves. And yeah, I was wondering when I saw him working the drive-thru, I, I thought he'd be making a little bit more than your average uh, fast food employee. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs>